It's Brave Man with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. You know, one of the things I was talking about with uh, Robert Kalachin on this trip to Vietnam was uh, uh, the time you, he, he came to our church and he had this uh, photos of kids who had feet that needed operations. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, I'll never forget this. I remember you left. I'm like, where'd Bryce go? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you came back about, I don't know, 20 minutes later and you had, you had gone home got all your tip money mm-hmm. from your work yeah like how much and i wasn't a very good waiter so you, my tip you money away, <laughs> you didn't have a lot of tip money <laughs> my tip money it was about it was so two hundred dollars is like two months of tip money le- or something. less less than what most waiters were getting i'll tell you that uh so it was a pretty big sacrifice so um, you, but you showed up because robert had said two hundred dollars yeah. will buy an operation well it's 250 Two hundred fifty dollars, so an operation to, make to sure change proper, a child. Yeah, proper credit. But it would there. change a child's life because they'd get yeah. an operation, and rather than never go to school, they would be able to get this operation and be able to go to school. Because if they didn't go to school, they'd end up being like beggars or prostitutes. Terrible stuff. Well, they had um, because of the uh, because of the leftover nuclear. Yeah. Um, well, the stuff from the Vietnam War. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, their legs were malformed and so they couldn't go to school and all that. So he was was just sharing about that. And And this was at the start of his ministry 20 years ago. This was, I was probably 19. Yeah. So right there when he was starting Uh, something like that. Yeah. I was young and, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just felt the, this conviction to just like, to just, yeah. Uh, so it was going to cost 250 bucks and I, you know, obviously I had, um, some cash at home from waiting tables. And I just decided, yeah, I just felt like it just felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. And so I just drove home because we were, you know, at that time, the, yeah. the five minutes away from the church was my yeah. house. So right. drove over there, got came the cash back. and came back yeah, and handed it to him. him. And I'll never forget. So we were talking. Yeah, and, it uh, was amazing. And we were talking about that last week yeah. while we were in Vietnam. I'm, I'm talking with my son, Bryce, And we're talking about the trip that I just got back from in Vietnam. I wanted to give everybody an update on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're going to have a conversation about it and talk about this. But it was an amazing time. And I think the thing that Robert Kalachin did so well is he cast a vision for how you could actually touch a person's life and help change a nation. And that's what we've seen now in Vietnam, particularly with Christian Men's Network over the last decade. We've seen how men's lives have been changed. And and today, this is Brave Men. My name is Paul Lewis Cole. My son, Bryce Cole, we're here today. It's good to have you with us. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. (laughs) So... No, that was the lead to the thing where the music plays. Oh, okay. Oh, so I just sit here silent and... (laughs) Let the music play. Okay. David, hit the music. Yeah. If you... (laughs) <laughs> or if you're in your car and you have an iPod and you just want to start just playing music over this part right, and now, you're fully welcome to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, real quick on the Robert Kalachin thing, I just thought, um, yeah, it was such a visceral and immediate way to impact somebody's life forever. Yeah. yeah. Forever. Yeah. And so, like, that's what you guys are doing. And, like, so tell me about, so you were in Vietnam 
for, well, Robert for like two weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. So, uh, and then I brought back two things for the grandkids, which were snacks that were in the 7-Eleven. Is that and, where you got the... Yes. Okay. These are on the snack bar. Okay. Like there's, there's I don't know, let's just say there's whatever other snacks would be there, right? Mm -hmm. Chocolate bars. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever stuff. Mm -hmm. And then and then there's these two things and they're chicken legs. Chicken feet. Yeah. Chicken feet. Yep. Uh, chicken legs, that'd be okay. Chicken feet. It's like, and you got a variety. There's like two different kinds. So I brought those back for the grandkids. Yeah, yeah. yeah that so, was kind of funny. Uh, so I I didn't know that was from Vietnam. I thought you were just went down the street and picked no. it up. And I, I, I was very confused about where we were getting chicken feet around chicken here. Chicken feet. I didn't yeah. realize that was part of the local so, cuisine. Uh, but Robert Kalachin, you know, talking about him and, and what he's done over the last twenty years, given away over over one hundred eighty thousand wheelchairs through the free wheelchair mission. Our our friends. Uh, Don Schorndorfer and those guys in Huntington mm -hmm. Beach and uh, Jim Franklin and everybody been involved with that for years. And then heart operations and everything. But it started with he adopted Christina there, his daughter, mm -hmm. in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And then he saw these kids that had feet that were backwards and stuff that basically came out of the whole Agent Orange thing. Yeah. You know, uh, years ago during the Vietnam War, and there were all these birth defects. And, and mm -hmm. so that's what happened. So now we started taking maximized manhood, which had been such an impact into Robert's life, mm -hmm. you know, and it had so radically changed his life. He said, man, we now that we've done started this NGO here in Vietnam, let's bring that here. So about a decade ago, kind of sort of just right after we relaunched, uh, you know, Christian Men's Network in uh, January 2008, you know, we went over there and, and uh, got the first books of maximized manhood. Now we've got something i think we have six books in vietnamese over yeah. a thousand churches now using the christian Men's network curriculum to disciple men yeah and so part of what we saw this last trip was were the results of that yeah y years years of yeah the seeds being sown and yeah the, yeah the soil being, men working yeah you know yeah. guys doing the stuff yeah. You know, you find these people who are the champions. And I think the one that, that really stood out to me the most was, uh, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, we had the COVID thing happen, right? The whole lockdown deal. Remind me. How did that go? Of that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm foggy on the details. <laughs> well, that's the problem. It's probably COVID fog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did get it. I did get it. Yeah, so, yeah, I've got the happen. long, I've got the long COVID. So, well, we got the long PTSD. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, so what happened was we couldn't get back. So we were there in February, Joe Onasai and I were there in February of 2020, mm -hmm. which is why taking Joe with me back on this trip last week and the week before Joe Onasai pastors is Samoan chief who yeah. pastors in, you know, our great his friend story, pastors in his Honolulu. story is pretty cool. Oh my too. goodness. Yeah. yeah. And so he goes, he goes back, he's come back. But in September of 2020, we couldn't get there. So we thought, well, we built, we had this studio space. We started building, I mean, you know, my brother-in-law, you know, Mark Crace, he comes in and he builds up a backdrop. Then mom and I start just building this set. Mom's mm -hmm. painting like crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Just worked, worked extremely hard to make it happen. And then uh, Tom Lane, Rob Carmen, uh, Vince Shard Dobbins, a uh, whole bunch of guys. We all came in and did a three-day. You know, I think Doug Stringer came up. Uh, a couple of, I mean, Tim Hurd may have been here from ARC. And it, we all came in and we did this three days mm -hmm. of two hours a day, 
training pastors to disciple men in Vietnam. And, you know, you just put the seed out there. You don't know. And then we found out there were over 2,000 pastors and leaders so who would cool. actually watch the thing. Yeah. Then we found out, and I'm just finding some of this stuff out, the guys actually rebroadcast it. Yeah. Like they pulled it down. And there's, there's some like a WhatsApp, you know, we use WhatsApp. Well, they have yeah. other like a Vietnamese WhatsApp. Yeah. And uh, so one of the guys put on a, you know, an Ed Cole video recently and had 10,000 views. Yeah. Well, we didn't know that. Yeah. We don't know this. It's so, just happening. So there's a young man in Da Nang. His name is Fung Le. And Fung is watching this thing. He's, a, he's gone through rehab in Hanoi. He's had his life radically changed by Christ. Came to Christ as a drug dealer, drug user, all this stuff. So he's now just still in his early 30s. And uh, he watches this. Okay, Now, we don't know this till just the trip I was just on. Mm -hmm. Okay, And we're going to try to bring him to the U.S., do some stories and all that. And, um, and he, he comes in and he watches this thing. He's got some guys there and they, they watch this thing. He sees it. He goes, man, you know, I need to do this. And he finds out there's books. He calls, they're giving it back to kid's office, which is Robert Kalachin and his mm -hmm. NGO, which is an amazing outreach. And, uh, and they, he calls, gets a hold of the books. He takes a group of young men in Da Nang through the materials. It starts radicalizing their lives. Mm -hmm. So now here we are, what, three years later, and the first time we're back in, the first group of men being commissioned in the history of Vietnam, or Phuong Le's group wow. that launched with, the, with that whole thing that all of us, I mean, basically a whole bunch of our partners and friends who are listening right now pooled our resources, got some cameras, got the materials, got the stuff, built a set, built a studio. Yeah. We did it all in a few months and went on live not knowing what would happen. Yeah. And the first group that we commissioned, the 17 men, came out of that broadcast. And there's a story there too, right? Is there's a crazy? lesson there, which is that you do you do the work, right? You do when you stuff. know, keep doing it. When you know the conviction is there, when yeah. you 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 do the work, and then you you start to after time, you know, time over, yeah, uh, you know, the the latent um, uh, product of that is mm -hmm. is is what happened in those yeah. three days. But you did the work because you just knew you needed to, right? Yeah, you just do it yeah. and. And God adds the increase right. and you trust the Holy Spirit. So, right. Because that's his job, right? <laughs> he said he would build his church. Exactly. So yeah. you, you do what you know you're supposed to do. Yeah. And then God brings the increase. I love, right? I love the line my, my pastor, Phil Pringle said years ago, somebody was looking at their, at Oxford Falls, you know, where you've been and ministered. And, uh, by the way, background on this, Bryce, my youngest son is a, a musician, uh, an author, uh, great basketball coach, by the way. Yeah, retired. In the retired. day. Yeah. Had, had some success. Yeah, a couple state championships. Yeah. And then uh, now a musician doing extremely well and doing some cool stuff. And uh, what is it? On, is it Bricers.com? Yeah. Uh, where, well, where, do, where yeah. do we find your music? Uh, Bryce, Cole, Bryce Cole Music. Bryce Cole Music. Where you can find com. Where you okay. can find my current uh, music. B R Y C E. Yeah, B R Y C E. Yeah, Bryce uh, Cole. Yeah, the correct, the correct spelling. Well, Bryce Pop. There's yeah, a few yeah, guys yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting now because when I was growing up, I met one other Bryce and not until I was 18 years old. Wow. 
And now it's in. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, there you go. You started. I don't feel as unique as I used to. Well, (laughs) there's that. Yeah, yeah, but it's still okay. I still. I was one of the early ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll try Paul. (laughs) That's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Paul, Pablo. That's right. We've been around. Yeah, yeah. There's some comments. So, but anyway, that's so we're in discussion. This is uh, you're listening to Brave Men, the podcast that's sponsored by the Christian Men's Network cmn.men and follow me at paul lewis cole l-o-u-i-s paul lewis cole and uh, on all the socials and you can see a bunch of the photos from actually commissioning those guys Mm. in denang and you're right i mean if we really track it back you go back to 34 years ago when Mm. robert kalachin walks into a ed cole event Mm. in newport beach california Mm-hmm. Uh, has his life radicalized. Well, here's what happens. He goes out after the, at the first break and to smoke some weed mm-hmm. behind the building. Nice. Okay. Well, he's from and, California. Uh, yeah, he's so. from California. So, yeah, made sense. And uh, But and what was funny, he had already become a follower of Christ, and he was, he, was, he was tithing on his drug money. Like he's making money that and tithing. is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So he's trying to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes out there and he walks back in from smoking some weed. And he walks back in and my dad, Ed Cole, is talking about, your grandfather, is talking about uh, being a real man and what that means is not being in compromise. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he goes, huh, maybe smoking weed at the break was Mm -hmm. a compromise. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he stopped right then. I think he's, I think... He's at 35 years sober, wow. you know, from uh, drugs and alcohol. So it's yeah. an amazing story. And, of course, then uh, they adopted, he and his wife, uh, Dorothea, adopted Tommy there in Huntington Beach and then uh, wanted a sister. And the only place I could find a sister was there in Vietnam, which led him there, which then launched the ministry. Dorothea's gone to be with the Lord. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was great to see her photos in some of the homes there in Vietnam, but you know, amazing now to see what happened in his life 35 mm-hmm. years ago. Now he he looks out, and I mean, he starts crying. Man, he can't help it because he'll mm-hmm. he'll watch some of the responses. Uh, we did this one um, response time in Saigon, and uh, Joe Onasai just felt like man, he just had this fire on him. It's like man, there are some guys here right now whose fathers hurt them really bad. He said, I want to pray for you. And I mean, because he told his own story, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll have him on the podcast uh, sometime. In fact, you should write that down. Get Joe on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> Done. Yeah, done. Because you're doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a pen. I'll try to help you out. So, uh, so Joe shares his own story about his father. And then uh, says, man, I feel like there's some guys here who need that. And... Man, these men are coming up, and this is not Asian culture to actually be vulnerable like this, and particularly about something as private as the pain that your dad inflicted on you, or how much you you know regret or pain that you carry. And these guys coming up, and I remember one man. In fact, this was in um, this may have been in in uh, uh, up in Hanoi. And it was an older man, and I say older, probably in his early 60s, and he was standing up front, because this happened twice in, in our whole trip, where Joe felt really strong about this. And, 
And uh, this man is probably in his early 60s, and he's crying. Like, like you don't show this in that culture. Mm. And he's just got tears coming down, man. And this is a guy, obviously, at his age that went through the whole Vietnam conflict and war, you know, growing yeah. up his whole life, went through whatever he went through in that period. Yeah. And, and yet was still dealing with a pain in his life that had never resolved. And right at that point, Jesus was resolving that. And Robert Kalachin standing in the back. He wasn't there for that one, but he was standing in the back of the other one. I remember looking up at him, and he's just standing up there crying, man. Because mm. it's like this was what part of what he dreamed would happen. Not only would he help children with giving it back to kids, but he would open doors, yeah, like Global Leadership Summit and other things, for us to go in there with Christian Men's Network and uh, Strong Men in Tough Times and Never Quit and Maximize Manhood and Courage and uh, Just a Bartender. Yeah, and and be talking to men about what it is to be a real man, and so uh, Fung Lei, I mean, there's story after story after story then, that that we would run into where a man said, "Yeah, I actually had never dealt with what it is to be a real man until mm -hmm. I started reading these materials." Yeah, yeah, you know, and and then that becomes attractive to somebody else because the one thing I get all the time, in fact. Your mother, my wife, was texting me yesterday about, hey, she needed a book for someone. Recommend a book. And uh, because it was for somebody's son-in-law who, quote, unquote, doesn't read. Mm. And I'm always like, yeah, they don't read, huh? Do they do text? Mm. Right. Yeah. That's the same as reading. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, where is the cognitive dissonance <laughs> happening there? <laughs> right? It's like... It, uh, that's uh, reading. Yeah, it's more than guy, seven words read. at a time. I don't read. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the guy that always texts you back one word. Yeah, exactly. K, be K, there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. K, doesn't have time to do O, do the K. O. Yeah, that yeah. was a lot of work. Yeah, that's extra. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the recommendation, reading. Well, the thing is that when a man begins to have a life change and somebody else sees it, like another dude goes, and something's going on with this guy. What mm -hmm. is that? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, he began to get in this group of men, you know, he began to go to his church and this and this began to happen. He began to read materials. And and then his buddy's like, dude, what is that? So, ah, I read this book. Yeah, let me have it. You know, and, and so my my point back uh, to your mom, to uh, her friend for the son-in-law was, well, then just read a chapter a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, was that? two pages a day. I don't know. Maybe it was a, a text a day or something. Right. I'm like, just read that. I mean, in fact, right. when we talk about that, it's kind of funny because we read, we'll read, uh, like, like right now, what's the hottest team in baseball, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we'll read the whole line of what's going on there. Yeah. And then we'll read about Dion prime and we'll read the whole story that Bill, what's his face would write. Or one mm -hmm. of those guys, yeah. right? Yeah. We'll read all that stuff, and they go, yeah, but I don't read. Yeah. Yeah, I don't read books. I just read the things that interest me. <laughs> that like, I don't okay. have to think about. Well, there's a value proposition there. There you right? go. So uh, it's the thing that interests me at the time, so I can invest my time into that because it interests me. Well, then what, we, what you do, what Robert's trying to do, what you know, Christian Men's Network does is provide the value Right. Yeah, there you go. Value proposition of what it means to invest into your spirit exactly. and become the man 
you're supposed to be. And then that's where you see stories like there's a young man there preaching, right? Who yeah. was a who was a drug lord? Yeah. At one time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy I was talking about. Fung. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah same, same guy. Same guy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you saw the story in our family thread. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, stuff like that, you know, when when you see that the value of investing your time and your attention reading yeah. getting into that thing and how that produces out of your spirit because there's so much of what, how telling people what to do but you talk mm -hmm. about this all the time information is not revelation right revelation right. is something you receive mm -hmm. um but so much of receiving revelation has to come from your intentionality and you know going after the things of your spirit and that's yeah. What? You know, I'll tell you what was amazing too. And what comes out of this is brotherhood. When we talk about brotherhood, we actually mean it. Mm -hmm. We don't mean just, Hey, you know, you're a good guy. You're part of the brotherhood, but it's about brotherhood. It's actually about preferring each other. It's about working together and doing things together. And, and, uh, in many parts of the world, the churches, particularly churches that are lined up with other churches, mm. whether that's a movement a denomination, whatever it may be, uh, tend to be siloed. They tend to mm -hmm. kind of be, and, and I get it. We're, we're, we're working on a project together. Mm -hmm. So we're all focused on that. Yeah. Somebody else is working on their deal and we're not focused on their thing. I understand that. Mm -hmm. And yet there has to be a time where the church comes together. And that's been one of the things that Christian men's network has done, not only in, you know, uh, North America and Peru and Argentina and places like that, but in Vietnam. And it was really neat to have some dinners where men came from different backgrounds. They knew each other, but they don't necessarily always sit down for a meal together. Yeah. And just watching those men talk to each other, articulate with each other, talk to each other about each other's children. That was, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah. So what was, yeah. what was for you kind of the most impactful thing? Cause I, I think it's interesting sitting here talking about this yeah. where so many people uh, will never see the result, the the blessing, right? Abraham's promise yeah. was that he would never see yeah, yeah, yeah. what would be multiplied from this, and he never got to see it, right? And so much of what we see yeah. in faith and in Scripture, Hebrews eleven, right? Well, most of us will never right. see, but right. you got you got to see some that's of that's amazing yeah some yeah. of the results yeah. of this process and robert gets to see it right robert yeah. shows up and he gets to see it what like what is that like yeah that's a good question that's pretty amazing because uh and and if you ask me what's the most impactful moment i would say uh and, and here's the thing you know when we commission men in the united states we do swords in peru we have a sword ceremony i think next year in brazil we'll have our first sword ceremony it's been medallions and uh, other places. And it's a ceremony. It's an incredible thing to see a man who's gone through all the materials, uh, who has invested time, life, effort, two, three, four years of being discipled. And uh, we couldn't do uh, swords in Vietnam. It was like, yeah, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to do swords. It's going to look, you know, we're already skirting the whole thing of, you know, who's licensed and not and, and being honorable to local government and, and mm -hmm. that sort of thing, mm -hmm. because we don't dishonor that. Uh, and so uh, so we did medallions and oh, we that's have these cool. very cool medallions. And you can yeah. see some on my social media yeah. that were uh, it has the CMN logo on one side, has the, the mm -hmm. map of Vietnam on the other. And and uh, it's really amazing. It says Christian Men's Network on one side. And it, and it talks about men of courage and valor. And then it says 
Well, I don't know what it says because it's in Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> you just trusting, sure. you're trusting that it says. <laughs> it's pretty sure. It says well, courage, honor, integrity, and perseverance. So all right. that's, yeah. Can't, haven't verified yet, pretty but hopefully. Sure. Yeah. pretty sure that's It's like funny. going to, and getting a tattoo and then someone tells you. By the way, it's not spelled that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but I um, think that's really cool because, um, just as an, a point here yeah. that, uh, you know, when, when someone goes through alcohol recovery, mm-hmm. AA, yeah. you know, they do tokens. Yeah. I get the chips. And that's very yeah. similar to, to that. It's really when they hold that in their oh, hand, man. it's such an important. And, and I'm telling you, man, this, this, this ceremony where we put these over the men's heads and it's a medallion, it's a gold. It's like mm-hmm. winning, uh, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, some, some guys just absolutely just like, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. and I believe that's what's happening. I believe they've actually stepped up a level in their lives mm-hmm. to where they're it, because it's the start of something. And that's one of the things they learn when they're going through all the materials. And we do with Christian Men's Network, we do with a CMN Brotherhood and the Commission Men. It's, it's the start of something. You didn't just finish reading some books, you actually got yourself in the place where yeah. you launch yeah. into being a disciple maker. Right. And, uh, and so you become valuable in the local church, local community, cause you're a man who takes, who takes the time and the effort to stand up and, and you got, get to say that about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well. Right. So yeah. that, I mean that when you talk about the impact for me, mm. those groups, because you can have large meetings, you can have large events, but it's when you actually see it hit the ground and a man tells you. Hey, man, uh, my wife told me as I was coming over to this, my wife said, hey, I'm really proud of you. Mm. I mean, golly, man. Yeah. And when we do it with the families, when yeah. the families are able to be there. Yeah. Um, and there's like, there's not, there's nothing like. Kids have it, never seen their their dads. When your wife. Heroes like that. Yeah. yeah. When your wife and your kids are, are proud of, when they talk about you like you're a hero. Yeah. There's something about you as a man. Oh, man. I mean, that fires you up. Yeah, fires you up. And And we had some friends from Indonesia there. So Indonesia now has taken over a million men through Maximize Manhood in the processes Mm. of uh, the Christian Men's Network over the last uh, 14 years. And uh, we had some great friends who came in, uh, Roy and his son, and uh, Chris, who's the secretary for Christian Men's Network in Indonesia. They were there. They shared testimonies. And it was really great to see the whole interaction. So you've got a pastor from Hawaii, you've got ministry coming out of California, you've got guys from Indonesia, you've got people from other places coming in. And uh, it was amazing because it that truly is the whole brotherhood piece. Is that your mom's phone? It's, yes. So my wife has left her phone. She just came by studio. here right before the... <laughs> so... And so I'm I hear thinking, this ding. I'm thinking that your phone's I going thought, off. Why is this know, phone? Why I know. Is your phone I know my off? phone's not going off. My phone is just constantly on silent. Phone. So I looked just a little to my left, and I see this extra phone sitting. And here. there's no way to let her know. <laughs> she left. Yeah. So this is real. Well, life. Hold on. I'll text her. I'll text yeah. her. I'll see. I'll, I'll tell her. <laughs> so this is real life. That's so great. I got. Yeah. You're gonna have to recap the last. About a minute of what you said. I got no. <laughs> no, this is real life. Yeah, carry on, carry yeah, on. Yeah, carry on. So we love but, her. We but love I you, wanted Judy to uh, to give our friends and partners, and and there have been a number of great friends who who really sacrificed to make this happen in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and gave to the translations because they're expensive, and 
and such great friends, Robert Kalashin and Tom and on and the people at giving it back to kids and so many great friends who have given into this to make this happen. Yeah. And just to see the, you're right to see the actual reward in front of you, the return on investment, mm. you know, and the, and Joe on a side, we got near the end and Joe, if you haven't met him, he was, uh, I guess for about 12 years was in the world's strongest man contests. Mm -hmm. And he was the big Hawaiian Samoan chief guy. If you ever watched those and now pastoring in, in Hawaii, got a great church, destiny church. And, uh, but he stopped Tom, I think it was Tuesday of the eight, nine, 10 days we were there. And he says, man, I don't know why, but I am really tired. She goes, well, because you've done more events in a shorter amount of time than anyone who's ever come here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So how many, how many. Uh, we were in like, we were in three cities, right? Okay. Uh, we had seven events over eight days. Yeah. And so, that's, uh, that's but you know lot. what, what gets me fired up? We were talking about large meetings and I think that's great. I think large meetings are important, but what really gets me fired up is sitting at a table with about 10 pastors talking about them sharing this with their sphere of influence. Yeah. Because that's really, for me, that's one of the largest and most important audiences I have is talking to a pastor about discipling men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's key. Right. And it so doesn't have the, to be, it doesn't have to be special, right? It doesn't have to be this big thing. I mean, a lot of what you guys were doing, you sent me pictures while you were out yeah. watching videos as yeah. a, as a group you're watching well sam masteller did a did a video for us uh great teaching mm -hmm. did you shoot it yeah yeah you yeah. shot that yeah he's fantastic yeah and it was uh he shot three videos which we've actually had translated into vietnamese and then put them on youtube but i showed one of them on the testimony of his father who actually had a piece of shrapnel during the vietnam war as a soldier Cry oh, it's a cool hit story hit uh, he had a new testament in his pocket mm -hmm. and it hit the it hit that New Testament. He wasn't a Christian. It hit the New Testament, saved his life. And and uh, Sam now actually has that New Testament. With, the, with a bullet hole in with it. With a hole in halfway it. Halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like something out of a movie. So whenever he did that, he talked about leadership and he talked about fatherhood. And then, uh, and it was all in Vietnamese. We had it dubbed in. And then mm -hmm. he would hold that thing up. Yeah. And you could hear the crowd, especially in, in Saigon. They go, oh. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Highly impactful. So yeah, we did video. We had all kinds of teaching. It was an incredible time. So I want to say thank you again to everybody who was a part of that. Uh, you can go on the social media, Christian Men's Network, uh, social, see it on there. Go to Paul Lewis Cole, see it on there. You see shots of that. By the time you, you uh, hear this podcast, you'll probably be seeing shots out of Brazil. Uh, you'll be seeing stuff coming out of Cairo, Egypt with our training sessions in Cairo. Uh, hopefully you'll be seeing things out of, if we're not already there yet, November 2, 3, and 4 of 2023, you'll be seeing things from uh, Lion's Roar. And if and if you've got enough time between your hearing this podcast and, and November 2, 3, and 4, show up, meet us in Dallas at Lion's Roar. That's, um, that is uh, cmnsummit.com, cmnsummit.com. Uh, just go to cmn.men. You can click on area on events and find the Lions War Conference. Coming up in Dallas with friends like the men from Vietnam. And uh, there's guys from Indonesia who will be there. There will be people from Europe, South America, other great friends. And uh, But it won't be the same without you coming to uh, Lions Roar. And you'll meet Bryce. 
Because you'll be leading uh, I'll be praise leading and worship. worship. Oh, you're, yeah. you got me again? Yeah. Okay, cool. I've confirmed here <laughs> confirmed. on air. <laughs> so I've been texting proof. it for months. Asking. No, you have yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, uh, this has been uh, an amazing thing to, to just think back to this trip. Uh, we were in Da Nang, Hanoi, and uh, Saigon, which is Ho Chi Minh City now. And so uh, to think about what had been, you know, classmates of mine who were in that conflict, men I met who were there who are my age who were in that conflict, mm. a lot of, uh, in fact, when you go on the social, you'll see that most of the people who were commissioned were younger men. Most of them, pastors and leaders, were younger men. So it was their fathers and grandfathers. Yeah who were in this conflict. And in yeah. fact, many of their grandfathers were in the conflict with the French before that. Mm. And so uh, to see a place that had gone through so much yeah. um, and now to see the church becoming alive and men being discipled and pastors discipling men, because that's where you get strength. We know you can get spirituality from the women, but strength comes from the men. And that builds a strong container for that spirituality to just blossom. Right. You know, we can go back into that and talk about the early church, why women felt so secure and safe, because it was the first time that a religion had really honored women. Mm. And so you see that in that culture in Vietnam where men are being discipled and honoring their wives mm -hmm. and, and, doing, and, and marriages being strengthened. And pastors feeling really fulfilled in what they're doing because now the things that are happening are changing families, not just trying to get more people in the seats, but actually changing and having disciples in the streets. Yeah. There's kind of a thing. There's kind of a meter right there, isn't there? Mm -hmm. It's not about how many people you have in your seats. It's about how many disciples are in the streets. In the streets. Come on, somebody. There you go. A little. Yeah, I like that. We couldn't put a beat to that, too. Could, could you beat my beat yeah, man that's on that right. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to do that now. But no. Uh, yeah, no, that's great, though. That's, that's, that's powerful because it's always about how the light is being projected out, right? Yeah, yeah that's and, exactly and, it. And that's what we're trying to produce. And, yep. So we did some, uh, if you're not on the Brave Men email, you can, you can find that in the show notes, but every, um, every week, two or three times a week, we send out an, a motivational email and we did send a report from Vietnam on that. Uh, but every day there's motivational emails that come out to talk about what it is to be a man of God, what it is to be a man in this culture, a man of conviction and courage, uh, in an, in an age of compromise and chaos. So that's the other word I was looking for a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, chaos, chaos and compromise. But in, in the midst of all this, to be able to be a Daniel that actually speaks truth, stands for truth in the midst of, uh, of opposition. So uh, thanks for being with us today on Brave Men. Thank you, Bryce, for kind of sitting with me on this conversation about what happened in Vietnam. Thank Love you it. to everybody who uh, supported that. And we're going back next year. And it doesn't stop. It's not like we did an event and then nothing happens. Man, these guys are cranked up. Over a thousand churches uh, using curriculum to disciple men. Yeah. So the need is still there. We're still doing stuff. We're going to uh, you know, the dangerous nations of the world, uh, the 50 most dangerous nations. And the uh, goal is to raise up 1,000 pastors in each country who will disciple men, actually on purpose. And, and, and here's the other thing. Somebody says, well, does it have to be your book? 
No, the Bible's pretty good. First mm-hmm. and second Timothy, I would recommend those. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know. So, um, so when we talk about what we're doing, the tools that we have with Christian Men's Network, it's like my friend Dwayne Pickett, who pastors uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. He said, I had a passion for reaching men. I just didn't have a pathway. Mm-hmm. He said, and when Christian Men's Network came into my life, it gave me a path to go with my passion for reaching men. Right. So that's what we provide. So uh, we're going in, we want to raise up a thousand pastors in the 50 most dangerous nations of the world, the Dangerous Nations Initiative. And um, that would raise up 50,000 pastors, disciple 5 million dads over the next 10 years. That's I cool. mean, that will change some things, right? Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for being a part of uh, Bryce, my son, for being a part of Brave Men today, being a yeah. part of the podcast. Thank you for listening today, wherever you are in your car. Bob, on your way to or from your Firestone store, remember I love you. And everybody else who's been listening right now, thank you for being with us on Brave Men. Yes, sir. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.men.